Hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live, on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and do we have some excitement going on today? We have a couple of experts that we're going to be talking to in just a couple of minutes about our waters and some of the things that are happening to them. Right now, we have Karen Solomon, our marketing director for Fish Talk Radio. And Karen, we recently had probably your first experience doing this. It was my first experience and fishing. What is, it, what is it you did? Well, let's see. We went deep sea fishing in Los Barrilos, and I didn't catch anything until we went out on the pier. <laughs> But that's okay. Patience isn't that what fishing did, is all about. But you patience. did catch dinner, didn't you? I did. We caught, uh, what was it, pompano? Pompano. Mm-hmm. pompano. And we did ca- catch a, a, a puffer fish yeah, well, by I, accident. Yeah, I think that uh, Sam will tell us about those in a few minutes, but I don't think they're a good thing to bite into. No, in fact, all the guys were saying, don't touch it, don't touch it, <laughs> unless you want to get sick. Well, we'll see if we can talk a little bit more about this. But this was a real fun adventure which is it something was. that Fish Talk Radio sponsors, Real Fun Adventures. And on our website, fishtalkradio.com, we can find out more. And Karen's just been posting some pictures this morning about that. Yeah, and I'll keep posting pictures and okay. put a brief description and hoping to get more interest in upcoming events. Okay. Also, sitting in studio with me, I will wait to introduce them, make you anticipate it a little bit, but they are foremost experts in their field and true scientists, and I mean true scientists. So we're going to get uh, some real true information, some real information, right? Ha-ha. <laughs> anyway, stay tuned. You are listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to be back with you in just a couple of minutes. But remember, uh, we want to get more input for uh, Real Fun Adventures. we got a lot of trips coming up next year, and we'd like to get your input about which ones you like and maybe some places that... They're not listed that you'd like to go. So stay tuned, and we're going to be right back with you. Are you ready for a whale-watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale-watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year, and there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale-watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale-watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. 
Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISH-RAP. That's 877-F-I-S-H-R-A-P. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. It's time to fight fire with steel. To advance truck technology with an available Pentastar V6 and 8-speed transmission. The 2013 Ram 1500 with best-in-class fuel economy. Engineered to move heaven and earth. Guts. Glory. Ram. Standard pickup class excludes hybrids. EPA estimated 17 city, 20 combined, 25 highway MPG based on V6 4x2. Ram is a registered trademark of Chrysler Group LLC. Gonna back this boat into the water. Find a way to win a couple dollars. Where the man says is the cobra coming down. Bring it on, I've seen it all by now. I can catch them shallow, I can catch them deep. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio. And we have a party going on. we got a whole studio full of people. On my left, we have Karen, who's the marketing manager for Fish Talk Radio. And we just got back from a trip to Baja, that maybe we'll tell you about. And then next to me is Sam Dover and Lauren Everett. And they've got so many different uh, um, letters after and before their names that I don't even want to try it. So if you don't mind, Sam, let's start with you. Sure. Thanks, John. My name is Dr. Sam Dover, DVM. That means Doctor of Veterinary Medicine. And in veterinary medicine, uh, essentially, I take care of marine mammals um, and fish as well. And, of course, uh, one of my favorite sports is fishing. And we also have, um, no, I'm not going to say it. I'll just say Lauren. Would you take over from here? Yes, uh, my name is Lauren Everett, and uh, I have a doctorate in uh, hydrology, so I'm a, a, a water guy and my involvement in this arena has to do with my position as uh, chairman of the World Federation of Scientists Panel on Pollution. So I'll be looking at water quality issues associated with uh, fishing in our uh, freshwater and open oceans. Wow, do we have some qualified people here. This is going to be fun. What I would like to do today is there's a lot, I, I, I try and avoid being political, but I would say that there's a lot of information that's disseminated based on consensus and what I call agenda-based science. We have two true scientists that are just going to give the straight shot. And what we're going to be talking about is maybe what's happening to our waters, why, and if there's something we can do about it. 
So why don't we start with uh, Lauren? You you also have a lot of other accomplishments too. I know that you're um, Chancellor Emeritus from a it must be uh, Lauren Everett's College in Canada. <laughs> no, it's Lakehead University on the North Shore of Lake Superior in Thunder Bay, Ontario, Canada. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you know, as this group of scientists, you are selected as a scientist that goes to Rome every year to advise the papacy on world uh, uh, global changes. And yes, every uh, August uh, we meet uh, in southern uh, Italy. Uh, we get a good crowd uh, over the years. Over 120 Nobel laureates have joined us. Uh, the Pope is often our keynote speaker. Our headquarters for the World Federation is at uh, CERN in uh, Geneva, home of the Large uh, Hadron Collider. And then in the fall, we meet at the Pontifical Academy of Sciences, uh, started by Galileo about mm-hmm. 400 years ago. Well, Lauren, I'm not really sure how to phrase this question, but let's go ahead and get it started. We know that we have problems with our waters. We're talking today mostly about oceans, but the same thing applies in a large degree to inland waters and lakes. So if you would kind of give a, an idea from your point of view, what are some of the, the real problems, not necessarily the popular problems, but what are the, some of the real problems that you see happening? Well, I think that uh, beyond the obvious problems, uh, often referred to as eutrophication, where we have uh, nitrates and phosphates from fertilizers uh, being introduced to freshwater and uh, offshore as well, resulting in uh, algal blooms uh, that result in uh, a food source for bacteria when they die, and of course the bacteria use up all the oxygen, and as a result these waters go anoxic and uh, Uh, Down below, about two parts uh, per million uh, fish will either die or they'll move out of the area. So Mm -hmm. the obvious impact is eutrophication, and and I think we have a pretty good handle on its effects, uh, but we're doing a lousy job in removing these nutrients from our uh, freshwaters and coastal areas. And these primarily come from fertilizers and crops and and different things that man does that uh, that flow into the ocean? In order to get the production, the agricultural production that we enjoy these days, you've got to u- enhance the growth, and therefore these fertilizers have a, have a role in that. But that role is increasing, and uh, that's the main problem, I think, associated with uh, fisheries. However, there are, uh, in my heart, issues that go way beyond that that are okay. uh, more... Uh, uh, uncontrolled, and that has to do with the various kind of uh, pharmaceuticals that we see being introduced. For example, uh, one could think in terms of what's called bisphenol A associated with plastics. Now, uh, plastics, when they uh, break down in the ocean, uh, still have the bisphenol A associated with it. Bisphenol A is a synthetic estrogen, which means that it's a female hormone, which also affects our fishes. So uh, there are plenty of stories of fishes being caught that show both uh, female and male genitalia. And that, uh, that becomes a very disconcerting because we eat the fish. And then further, a friend of mine, Dr., not Dr., but Captain Charlie Moore, he found the uh, the big garbage patch of uh, plastics in the North Pacific gyre. Uh, and what uh, uh, Captain Moore did was to use a purse seine to pick up mm-hmm. the plastics that uh, he could in this, in, in this seine. Many of them are at a level where you can't pick them up in, 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 a, in a seine. 
And he noticed a huge disparity in the size distribution of the plastics that he was getting in this huge garbage patch in, in the North Pacific. And he couldn't understand why the disparity was there. And so he started uh, uh, catching fish, the most common lantern fish. The most common fish in the North Pacific uh, is, is the lantern fish. And uh, he would open them up, and he would find 25 to 30 pieces of plastic in each fish. So what was happening was that the fish were selectively eating these uh, plastic and, of course, uh, thereby uh, uh, taking on all of these uh, bisphenol A uh, estrogen mimickers. So, so it's, 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 it's uh, uh, that kind of example that I think we really should be concerned about. With respect to pharmaceuticals and, and water that, is, uh, that, uh, that we're drinking and, and we're exposing fish to, uh, we're not even uh, monitoring for these parameters. Uh, we're not cleaning up these particular uh, uh, contaminants, and so they are being uh, freely discharged to our lakes and to our rivers and, and to our oceans. Now, the the effect that this is having, is it something that can be uh, controlled and reversed? You know, I just don't think so. And the reason is that uh, there's uh, money uh, in pharmaceuticals. Uh, there's money in uh, fertilizers. The big oil companies make the fertilizers for the most part. Uh, and money often trumps uh, the environment. And so uh, I'm not optimistic that it's going to get a lot better. Uh, what I think needs to be considered is, is what's called green chemistry. There needs to be an understanding that there are chemicals out there that can do these jobs that won't have the detrimental effects. Very interesting. And you and I talked earlier, and we'll, we, we're going to jump over a little bit, but the other thing that we talked about was heavy metal. Yeah, heavy metals, uh, when you think of heavy metals, you think of... Uh, mercury primarily, but there's lots of others that are of real concern. And these heavy metals are accumulated uh, through uh, the fisheries uh, culture. Uh, and uh, I think that's a growing problem as well. For example, most of the mercury that we see out there is coming from coal-fired power plants. Well, fascinating, and this is real. Uh, we're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with you and, of course, Dr. Sam Dover and get a little bit of perspective on some different things because he is one of the few people that are experts on dolphins in captivity, and he also has a rescue operation in a Santa Barbara Channel area for seals. So we're going to come back to that in just a little bit, but... Uh, uh, we've got some, some very fascinating information coming up. So stay tuned for that, and we'll see, what, uh, we'll see where it goes from here. This is a lot of fun. Sam, uh, before we end the, the segment real quick, um, I, you can't say anything in 30 seconds, but uh, you know, I, I think you understand what Lauren is talking about. Absolutely. Uh, everything Lauren touched on is directly, I'm in directly involved with through the marine mammals. And... You know, believe me, uh, I, we need more more t than 10 minutes to talk about this, but we can certainly get it started. And, yes, everything Lauren's touched on is very true, and then I can bring the mammal perspective and, the, and what we see in the ocean with it. And, basically, um, both of the things he's, talk he's touched on are, are very critical and something I have to do with almost Okay, every day. well, we're going to come back to that. I don't think anybody's going to leave us right now. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio, and we're going to be back with Karen and Sam and Lauren and John and Richard on the keyboard.
The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Wormer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara. Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the white sand beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at Costa Baja resort.com It's a beautiful day What do you say Let's go fishing What a wonderful way To spend the day Just go fishing The water Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio with a whole panel of guests, fun people, and experts. I think anybody that listened to that last segment is probably coming back because this is not necessarily the kind of stuff that we normally do on Fish Talk Radio, but it certainly has a huge effect on our fisheries and the people that enjoy the outdoors. And it's something that we need to know some real truths about. So if, we, if, you, don't, if you don't know it, don't understand it, you don't know what to do about it. So I think we're going to right now give the microphone back to Sam. And you can talk a little bit about your, your day job and your part-time job that your wife helps you with. And then let's get back into the, uh, the, the topic that Lauren was talking about. Thanks, John. I've been a uh, marine mammal veterinarian, and 
not exclusively, but I do fish and other animals too for about 25 years. Uh, I started at SeaWorld in San Diego, ended up in Orlando, got tired of Orlando and moved to beautiful Santa Barbara and was working at the zoo. And one of my intents of coming here was to, to start a nonprofit where we could do rescue and research on wild animals, wild marine mammals, specifically to address some of the topics that, that Lauren just brought up. Uh, for example, uh, this year, uh, my nonprofit's called Channel Islands Marine and Wildlife Institute. Uh, we've been in operation about seven years. We're, we're based in Gaviota, just up the coast. And just this year alone, we've rescued 121 sea lions and seals. We've also been involved with uh, several uh, events involving wild dolphins that uh, were stranded in estuaries. And because that is my expertise, the uh, National Marine Fisheries Service, which of course regulates everything we do in the oceans, uh, calls us and, and we get involved. What we're seeing in a lot of these issues is exactly what Lauren just talked about, which is uh, basically the harmful algae blooms. And uh, there's, there's a specific uh, disease called domoic acid poisoning. And it not only affects uh, mammals, marine mammals, it can also affect humans if we eat that fish that contains those products. And essentially the product, uh, demoic acid, creates a it's, a, it's a type of algae called pseudonychia, and it produces a toxin that affects a specific part of the brain called the hippocampus. And what that does is that's like the mental map for these animals. And so these animals that get this, and essentially the, 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 it's in the algae, the plankton eat it, the nectin eat it, the filter fish then eat that, and then the marine mammals eat that. <clears throat> so it literally concentrates in the body very rapidly. And what we see is animals essentially having seizures, laying on the beach. <clears throat> they can be perfect health or, or good body condition. They're definitely not starving, but they are very, very ill to the point where sometimes we must euthanize them because <laughs> there's really not much we can do. It's a permanent, irreversible brain damage. Now, this year, we saw so many sea lions that probably weren't related to that. It's, it was more of a, the population on the islands is doing really, really well, but we had a, a change in water temperature, which caused a lot of the normal fish supplies to decrease. So there was a lot of animals, pups mostly, young, healthy pups, just coming and starved. So everything that Lauren talked about is, is, is sincerely happening, and we are seeing the effects of it. Well... Uh, obviously, talking about it and learning about it is the first step. And Lauren had suggested, uh, you know, some of the things that are happening with what's running into the ocean that's that's causing this. And it, this is not just a problem in the United States. And I'd almost like to propose the question of how much it, is it attributed to uh, the North America or the United okay. States. I'll, I'll direct that. Uh, I've got a wonderful example of that. Um, a lot of the work I do is consulting around the world, mostly with marine mammal parks and aquariums and also uh, some wild projects. <clears throat> and recently I was in China, and there were animals that were recently caught. These were seals from Russia, I believe, and they died essentially with really, really good body condition. And what we found was certain types of bacteria that were resistant to just about every single antibiotic on Earth. And these animals have never received a single dose of antibiotics. So they're getting it from somewhere, you would assume. Well, exactly like Lauren said, the pharmaceutical issues. Uh, everything antibiotic-wise eventually ends up in the sewage. The sewage eventually ends up in the oceans. The bacterias then become resistant to these antibiotics because they've seen them too many times. Then 
those bacteria, the same bacteria as they multiply, carry that resistance with them. And then the wild animals I'm seeing that have never seen an antibiotic in their life are resistant to probably three-quarters of the antibiotics I would normally use. Well, uh, again, it sounds pretty scary, but, you know, there's a lot of things to worry about. Uh, but these are things that it, it's not a matter of science. It's just it, it's, it's true science. It's not a consensus of scientists. This is the real deal. There's numbers out there and to prove it. The yes. other question, again, is Lauren touched on the fact that he doesn't see a change happening soon. But let's just say for some you know, wild reason that everybody decided they weren't going to do that anymore. How long would it take for that to mitigate itself? You know, I don't think we know the answer to that question. Um, the problem is essentially the overprescription of antibiotics to humans and uh, also in, in agriculture. And then all of the, those antibiotics eventually do end up in the rivers, which end up in the ocean. And that's essentially where it starts from. Most doctors will tell you that they prescribe antibiotics because people demand it, not because they need it. You know, the common cold. You, you don't get better with antibiotics. It's a, it's a virus. You just have to let it run its course. So a lot of it is overprescription. A lot of it is misused by people. Um, a lot of it's industrial. Yes, I think that uh, uh, things can uh, are just going to get worse. Uh, I think that in uh, in California it leaves America in terms of uh, environmental regulation. I think America uh, is is a is a world contender in terms of doing the right thing in an environmental sense, but the sheer numbers. Of, of people that live in China, for example. The sheer number of coal-fired power plants uh, in existence in China and are being uh, built as we speak in China uh, without the kind of environmental controls that we have, like electric precipitators to take the, uh, the, the heavy metals out. There is staggering energy needs developing in the other half of the world that is unbridled relative to these contaminants. So. It's not going to get better for a long time. How do you educate them? How are we going to educate them? Uh, I think that uh, uh, the uh, environmental impacts are known to the uh, scientists in, in, in Russia and in China and in India. I think it's known. I think that the demand is so high now, uh, mostly because of cell phones, people realize that there is another level of life, a quality of life that is energy dependent, and that energy dependent is, is based on their natural mm. resources, and their natural resources are coal. And so uh, mm -hmm. if they would put the kind of controls on these new coal-fired power plants, we'd see an improvement, but uh, they're, they're not doing that. Well, and you, you touched on the heavy metals uh, and you and I talked the other day about that. Even if they were to stop completely right now, how long would they remain in the ocean? Uh, I don't think it's reasonable to be thinking in terms of the oceans cleaning themselves up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but uh, so these at, at any time ever. At any time. So, uh, you know, it's just a matter of going down the path, and the more we put in, the worse it gets, but there's no reversing it. Uh, not in uh, maybe in geologic time frames, but not in <laughs> not in uh, not in our generations. Yeah, yeah. yeah and John and, I, and I've got some perfect examples of that. Um, for example, killer whales, wild killer whales, the mercury level in their body is so high, they are considered a toxic waste when they die, and they have to be handled as such. 
<laughs> well, again, as I kind of you talked about, now the pollutants and especially the heavy metals. Obviously, you would think they would drop to the bottom of the ocean floor, right? And then, how do they get into a killer whale? Well, uh, you know, it's all part of the food chain. The way the food chain operates in the ocean is that you get upwelling, and the upwelling brings up the nutrients. And the nutrients come from down at the bottom. They come up uh, to, towards the surface. The nutrients provide the, uh, the ingredients for the algae. The algae grow, and the larger fish come along and eat the zooplankton that are eating the phytoplankton. Uh, so that's kind of the sequence. So even if it was falling down, John, the upwelling is going to bring them back into solution. Yeah, so it's basically the bigger fish eating the smaller fish, and every small fish they have that has a trace amount in it accumulates. That, that's unfortunately the sequence, yes. Hmm. Uh, well, is it, as, a, as an angler and people that enjoy fish, uh, yeah, I, I don't really see that the angling community as being part of the problem, but is I don't know if there's a, anything that, that can be be done, or is there some things that we need to be more mindful or careful of, especially when eating fish? I think so, and uh, it's good news, bad news. Uh, the bad news is that it's there. The good news is that uh, these heavy metals uh, uh, concentrate in certain organs of the fish. And uh, to our delight, oh. it's not the organs of the fish that we eat. Oh, okay. So by That's cutting so, our yeah. fish, we minimize that kind of impact. Hmm. I never really thought about that. Yeah. You just think it's in there. But, yeah, it's, it's in certain parts of them. But, uh, now, Sam, let's get back to what you do because we haven't really touched on it. And the area that you're in is a very unique area. And some of the things that you do, and by the way, uh, you're also one of the very few people that uh, are recognized and specialized in uh, uh, taking care of dolphins in captivity. So I don't know if you just, uh, you know, I don't know. Yeah, sure. I think I think we should probably talk about that part at a different subject. But, you know, let's go ahead and, and kind of continue real quickly with what you see as the oceans and having the, the effect on what you do. Well, everything that Lauren just said, of course, I completely agree with. And the heavy metals building up, um, we see in captive animals that essentially uh, – some of the animals from the Gulf of Mexico, they're originally caught from the Gulf of Mexico, have very high levels of contaminants, organochlorines, heavy metals, and it's all probably from the runoff from the Mississippi River. Well, we should we should schedule another entire hour for this because, as you said, we could talk for hours. Well, you certainly have enlightened me and our audience, and it's such a pleasure to be among people that you're, like yourself that uh, uh, really know. We have to go. This is... Uh, Fish Talk Radio, we're going to be right back. Lauren, Sam, thank you very much. And if you could stick around, if you don't mind for a little bit, you're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk unless we step up and lead the fight for real world conservation. That's what the sport fishing conservancy is all about doing what
what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you more excitement behind the wheel. Choose Shell V Power Premium Gasoline today and let the excitement begin. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hannigan in studio. Well, actually, Richard said I'm supposed to speak in the first person. I am John Hannigan. I'm sorry, Richard. But with us today, we also have Lauren Everett, uh, Sam Dover, who we've just been talking to. Fascinating stuff. Fascinating stuff. And also we have Karen that's helping out. But right now, we have a very special lady on the phone, and she's down at uh, Channel Islands Sport Fishing, Cisco's Landing, uh, uh, that fishes the Channel Islands area and the Channel Islands. Amy, thank you for coming on to Fish Talk Radio. Hey, thank you for having me. How's it going? Doing good. Hey, I've got some bad news. What's that? Grizz isn't here today. Oh, no, why not? <laughs> uh, he's, you know, he's out fishing and filming. Oh, okay. Sounds but, horrible. But, <laughs> yeah. but anyway, we do have uh, one of the people that we have right near operates the, uh, uh, gosh, let me see, am I marine? Uh, let me help you there, okay. John. That's Channel Islands Marine and Wildlife Institute. Okay. Anyway, <laughs> when you guys are out fishing and you see a, uh, a marine mammal in distress, Sam comes and helps out. But let's go ahead and maybe we'll touch on that a little bit with you, if you don't mind, about the, the fishing in the Santa Barbara Channel. Give us a quick idea what Cisco's is up to down there and what you got going out and what's coming in. 
You know, same as always up here. We're we're knocking them dead, getting out every chance we can, whenever the wind lets us, of course. Uh, it's been a little breezy up here. Um, just still getting a lot of rockfish. Um, still doing lobster hooping this month and next. It's it's really been oh, a good yeah. year. Yeah, catching the bugs. Oh, yeah. And how has it been this year? Uh, and normally, just describe the process real quick, because they usually move at night across the bottom of the ocean. So give us a quick idea about a typical trip going out uh, chasing lobster. Yeah, they leave right around sundown, about 5, 5.30, come back around 10 or 11. Um, you go out, they, they, of course, different spots every time, but drop some hoop nets down with some nice stinky fish baited up at the bottom of it, and they pretty much just crawl, crawl in there. They do all the work. Okay, well, give us an idea what else you have uh, going out of Channel Islands. We have a lot of great deals on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. We do two-for-one specials. It's a good chance to bring your buddy out and, and skip work for the day and go fish. It's a lot more fun than working. Mm -hmm. You know what, <laughs> Amy, if you don't mind, I would like you to talk to Sam a little bit about the Channel Islands, uh, fishing the Channel Islands uh, area. Uh -huh. And why you are lucky enough to be in such a, a bountiful, beautiful, productive area. Oh, it's, it's absolutely beautiful here. It's, we're, we're extremely lucky to have these islands and, and everything that encompasses it in our backyard. It's gorgeous. Well, Sam's going to give us more of a scientific point of view <laughs> of that, I hope. Sure. Well, wh why is this the case? Yeah, well, everything she says, of course, is true. And one of the main reasons is because we have get a combination of currents. We've got the, the, the Alaskan current from the north and then the California current from the south. And we meet right here in the Channel Islands, and you get massive upwellings. And that's what Lauren was touching on earlier, and that's what brings the nutrients that feed the food chain. And henceforth, we have a lot of uh, fish and then animals that eat those fish. And you talked about the two different currents. Uh, I've experienced... Well, we have a salmon, king salmon season, actually, every year down about as far as here. And then I remember some years ago I was out and I saw a dolphin flying out of the water. I mean, not a dolphin, excuse me, a, a dorado, sometimes known as a dolphin fish. So the, the variety, and that's because of the currents? Yeah, it's, it's basically the different temperatures of the water. And when those temp different temperatures of the water, in fact, Lauren should be addressing this, not me, <laughs> uh, you, get, you get essentially circulation, which causes the upwelling. Lauren? Well, I'm, I'm a big fan of uh, understanding temperature differential when fishing. For example, uh, the algae distribution is in the upper waters that's oxygenated. Uh, and then when the algae die because of gravity, they come down through the uh, lighter, less dense water to what's called a thermocline. And then they can't get into the colder epilimnetic water below the thermocline. So they sit on top of the thermocline. Mm -hmm. So anybody that uh, scuba dies knows that the big fish will run along on top of the oh. thermocline with their mouth open, eating all the algae and all of the zooplankton that are there because they're too light uh, to go into the denser, colder water below it. Amy, are you taking notes? I am. I am. <laughs> so the, Just taking it all in. So when, when you're fishing, when, when, I, when I fish, for example, I, I always have a thermocoupler or a, or a thermometer. tells me where the thermocline is because the fish are sitting right on top of that. And if you ever go to Lake Mead, you can actually see the big fish, the big, the big grouper running right along the top of that thermocline. Huh. Hmm. Fascinating. It's, so called, it's called the epilimnion. It's a very uh, unusual feature in in, in ocean. You want to spell that? No. <laughs> Amy, you're gonna be tested on this. Oh no. <laughs> Do I get to use my notes? 
Well, Amy, uh, let's just kind of uh, give a quick idea, uh, summarize what you got going out and when. And now we understand why people all over the United States need to go to Cisco's and experience this. Absolutely. We have boats running every day, um, you know, full days, half days, overnights, all the time. So you can, you can give us a call here at the landing or visit us on the website and make your reservations. We'll be happy to get you out. Wow, that's fascinating. And you do have a real easy website, and uh, the acronym is Channel Islands, let's see, C-I-S-C-O-S, Channel, uh, well, anyway, yep. what, what is it again? Cisco's.com. S-I-S-C-O-S. That's it. Cisco's.com. And then if you're lucky enough to give a call in and talk to Amy, she'll get you fixed up. And just in case, we don't really like to use phone numbers, but in this case, it's an easy one. It's 805 381612. Okay, it's been so, have you got so long I got it memorized. 805 382 And if Amy is not there, someone will help you out. Absolutely. Thank you, Amy. Thank you, guys. Have okay. a good day. Okay. Well, we're going to switch gears a little bit, and we've been talking about the ocean so much. Let's go into the lakes a little bit, and I do believe that we have Tawny from Diamond Valley Lake, which actually is a diamond because it's... It's so close to downtown Los Angeles that you wouldn't think. But, uh, Tony, I don't, I don't want to talk too much. This is all about you. But what's, what I find really unique is that when that uh, reservoir was built, it was one of the first that was actually designed to create habitat and, you know, for the fisheries. And then it was stocked, and it was let go for a couple of years before people could go in. And now it's a great fishery. The other part of it that our scientists here would like to know about is that when they excavated uh, that lake, they found a tremendous amount of artifacts and fossils, yes. so many so that they had to create a museum for it. Yep, so, the museum's right down the hill from us. Okay, I'll turn it over to you now. Oh, um, well, I'm sorry, I don't know what you uh, wanted me to say, but... Oh, just um, talk, it doesn't matter. Okay, well, fishing here has been pretty good. We've been stocking trout now since the weather's colder. Um, and we stock rainbow trout from Mount Lassen. They're normally the bigger ones, so that's always good. Um, it's been good for striper. They're, they've been catching lots of striper. Um, we've been open to the public for 10 years now, 10 years in October. And, yeah, it's been really good. Well, no, <laughs> it, it, it is, and it's a tremendous fishery, and it was kind of done on purpose, which is a great thing to see people working together to create something like that. Yeah. But uh, why don't you comment a little bit on the uh, that museum that is right close by there, because to come out and fish the lake and do a mm -hmm. day trip or an overnight trip in that area, it's no matter where you are, if you're traveling around, it's worth seeing. So can you just give a real quick description of it. Um, well, the museum is actually pretty neat. I've been there myself. They have um, lots of fossils that they found. They have the mammoth, the cyber-tooth, or saber-tooth, sorry, saber-tooth tiger. Um, it's pretty neat. Um, I don't think it costs too much for families, so uh, I, I definitely recommend checking it out before you come to the lake. Okay, and why don't you go ahead and give us some contact information? All right, our phone number is 951-926-7201, and our website is dvmarina.com. Tony, this is Karen. How are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Listen, can you tell us, do you have, like, specials or... Um, you know, things you'd like to tell some of the listeners so they'd come down and see you? Um, yeah, Wednesdays are half off on all the boat rentals. Okay. And they could check out our boat rentals on that website, dvmarina.com. All right, great. Uh, well, then I think I should 
check that out soon. We like easy yeah. websites. Diamond Valley, uh, so it's dvmarina.com? Yep. Yep, dvmarina.com. Great. I appreciate you coming on today. It was uh, very interesting. And the overall report is life is good, the fishing is great, and come on out to Diamond Valley. Yep, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> All right, thanks. All righty. Um, well, this is kind of fun. We've kind of gotten a little bit off of where we started off and gotten more into the fishing and the freshwater stuff. But while we're on the freshwater, I don't think we have much time. But what we talked about, the oceans, uh, would one of you care to comment a little bit about what's happening on some of our inland bodies of water? They're pointing at each other. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the uh, inland uh, bodies of water are uh, suffering uh, from the same things that we've been just visiting on, and that is the uh, nutrients, the nitrates, and the phosphates. Uh, and so I think uh, as I look around the various... Uh, aesthetically pleasing lakes here in California. Uh, more and more we're looking at the watershed effect associated with those lakes. And uh, the hardest thing to do is to convince people that uh, live on the side of a beautiful lake to uh, get rid of their beautiful lawns. Mm -hmm. And so it's an uphill battle. Well, I believe that you know the larger the body of water, maybe the more it's affected. Does that, I just popped into my head, but I'm thinking about some of the things that we've had. I guess, you know, there has been some success stories, but we're going to have to wind it up in, you know, within less than a minute right now. So I want to take the opportunity to thank you guys again. Fascinating stuff. Uh, and it's things that most people don't get the opportunity to, to understand what is really happening. And, you know, it, it does sound a little bleak, but... You know, at least we can slow it down, right? <laughs> We're working on it. Okay. <laughs> Sam? Yeah the, yeah, the first thing we have to do is, is know the problem. Once we know the problem, then we can try Working. to solve okay. it. Okay. Well, we appreciate everybody tuning in to Fish Talk Radio. Uh, fascinating. Go to our website, fishtalkradio.com. We're just in the process of finishing that up. We got some, uh, Karen put some new pictures up from our recent trip. So you go to, uh, uh, go to that, check it out. You're listening. Fish Talk Radio. We'll talk to you again next week. Thanks for tuning in. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. 
It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. We do have one more segment that we're going to try and pull it all together as best we can. Uh, first of all, let's start off uh, with our marketing manager, Karen Solomon, who recently came back with her husband and her father on a trip that we did to the East Cape area of Baja, California, Sur, in the metropolis of Bariles. And it was something that was, I tell you what, your dad is a world traveler. He's done a lot of things. He's a great guy. But after the first day, I didn't see him without this big grin on his face. That's because he caught that Dorado with Grizz, not what, with what you. About, what about the sailfish? We didn't catch the. Oh, that's right. He did hey, well, catch the on, sailfish. Get, get but you guys didn't me. get the camera, so we have no pictures. So as typical in fisherman world, it's just a story. Uh, real quickly, and this is probably a plug for GoPro, so they're going to owe me. But I almost bought one before I went down. What I've the camera that I've got on my cell phone is a great camera. I mean, I could take a picture in the studio, it'd come out perfect. But when you're on a boat, forget it. Um, mm-hmm. And matter of fact, shall I tell the story about the uh, the big blue marlin? Oh yeah, why okay. don't you tell well, that the very, story? The, the very first day we were out, yeah, and one of the people in our real fun adventure group was from Wisconsin, and he said, he "says Remember that show? Is like what was it called from the '60s?" The um, Outdoors. With, anyway, uh, he said since he was 12, he wanted to catch a marlin. And I said, Joe, this is the marlin capital of the world, but unfortunately, you should have been here two weeks ago. I mean, they come and they go, and there's not many out here right now, so there's always a chance, but a slim chance. Anyway, um, we went out, got a bunch of Dorado, and the deckhand took a rod and reel, put a live bait on it, a cabito, threw it in the water on a 50-pound test rig. And... Something took it and took off. Uh, well, off in the way off in the distance, I could see it coming up out of the water. And the smaller marlin will kind of come up and dance on their tail. The bigger they are, the less they come out of the water. This thing just had his shoulder sticking up. And I said, Joe, you're going to be here a while. Well, 
uh, you know, we're trying to figure out, it was a blue, trying to figure out how big it was. And, and the captain, after about an hour, <clears throat> you know, I said, God, it's over 200. The captain said, it's over 300. After an hour, uh, the captain says, uh, no, it's three, 350, easy. After two hours, he says, it's over 400. By the time we got it tired enough to bring it up to the boat, he said it was over 450. So, you know, we have these cameras. We're trying to take pictures, which is very difficult. So Ziggy and myself went over, uh, leaning over the rail to try and take a picture. This thing comes up out of the water, scared the bejesus out of us. We dropped our cameras and ran the other side of the boat. We never got a picture. So that means it's a story. <laughs> but anyway, to kind of... Kind of, kind of go back and let's no, just. No, but take there's a plenty of witnesses, yeah. so yeah. I believe the story. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's just kind of go back just for a minute, and some of the things that that either one or both of you might do uh, to what people want to do. Some of the simple things they can do to help the situation, Lauren. Well, I, I think it uh, falls in the line of uh, a personal responsibility. And uh, if I could wrap up all my comments, it would be all your pharmaceuticals that you're not using, don't be dumping them down into the uh, uh, toilet because they're going right into our water supply. So watch your pharmaceuticals, dispose of them correctly. Secondly, be very careful about when you're uh, watering your lawns. Don't overwater, and uh, all the phosphates are going to go into the ocean. So. Uh, oil and uh, all of these things that are going to run off, try to curtail And washing that. your car, you said, right? Absolutely. With suds. Yeah, and then, of course, everything that ends up in the ocean ends up in the animals in the ocean, and then I have to deal with it. <laughs> okay. So, so by right. all means, feel free to check my F- website. Fascinating <laughs> stuff. And, hey, stay tuned for uh, – go to uh, fishtalkradio.com, and we've got some exciting stuff coming up. Stay tuned. Look at Karen's pictures. And make sure that you tune in again. We appreciate having you. This is Fish Talk Radio. We'll talk to you again next week. i tell you why I can't find you. Every time I go out to your place, you gone fishing. Ah, oh, you know. But there's a sign upon your door. Ah. Uh-huh. Gone fishing. 